The Barn Isle, Episode 15, The Steering Wheel to the Saddle. Howdy, hi everybody, how are you today? Welcome to The Barn Isle. My name is Denise Ewell and I'm your host and I want to thank you for tuning into my podcast. I'm a USHJA certified hunter jumper trainer. I'm a barn owner and I have over 30 years professional experience in the hunter jumper industry. The goal of my podcast is to pay it forward to all of you by sharing my experiences and to provide ideas for you to help with your riding and your horse. I recorded this episode while I was driving down the highway. There was quite a bit of road noise and I tried to filter it out, but it ended up kind of tinny. Hopefully you will be able to get the gist of what I was trying to explain and get some value out of it. So on to the episode. Hello, hello everybody. How are you today? I hope you are having a great day wherever you are. Hopefully you're doing something that involves your horse in the near future. I had a wonderful afternoon yesterday with my horse. I was fortunate enough that I had my barn all to myself, no clients. It was after feeding time, so the staff was gone. And I just had a really nice day. Keep my horse a good pack in the ring. Took him for a walk around outside. Rode in the field. It was really fun. And uh, sometimes, you know, as a trainer, forget to have fun. You know, it's all business. It was just nice to go play with my horse. I, I just like thinking of riding horses as playtime. You know, I hope everybody can enjoy, even though sometimes it's work, uh, enjoy the time with their horse and enjoy the playtime. I am driving my car. I'm going on a little road trip. I was just driving along thinking how sometimes when we don't understand something, it's nice to uh, describe that thing in a manner that makes sense to you. For example, I've been having some trouble with my hip and a surgeon explained to me what the issues were and he made a comparison to something I could understand. And it's like, oh, okay, I understand that. I understand what's going on now. But I think that can be done as well for when you're working your horse comparing. Sometimes I'll say squeeze the reins like you're squeezing water out of a sponge or squeezing the handlebar of a bike or, you know, or something to that effect to get, get people, it's like, oh, close your fingers, what does that mean? What am I doing? Well, no, why don't you just close your fingers by squeezing water out of a sponge? And that seems to help people draw a line between something that might be unfamiliar to them with something familiar to them, making that connection. So back again to the fact that I'm driving my car down the highway and I'm watching the watching the lines on both sides, thinking about how much driving a car is similar to riding a horse. They're both vehicles, I suppose. They both have four contact points with the ground, right? A car has four wheels, a horse has four legs. As, as you're operating your car, you've got many tasks going on in your head, or you should. For example, I'm driving my car and talking. 
but you know you have multiple tasks going on. You're looking ahead. You're watching out for cross traffic. You're um, trying to stay between the lines. You're watching your speed so you're not too fast or too slow. When you get to um, a turn, you'll slow down a little bit. You'll take your foot off the gas, maybe let the car coast into the turn. So you don't hit the turn going in too hot and lose control of your vehicle. All of those things, I think, are very true when you're riding. For example, when you sit on a horse, you should be looking ahead. You should be looking where you're going. When you're riding with, even by yourself, but especially with a group of people, you should be aware of your surroundings be looking around you so that you don't run into somebody else who might be working their horse in the ring. Or if there's maybe a rider of a different level than you that maybe does not have the awareness you have, staying out of their way and, and uh, because, you know, they're concentrating on so many different things. They aren't just, you know, not necessarily going to be watching out for the fact that you're, you know, doing a light guild on the diagonal as they're coming down the rail the opposite direction. Less experienced rider might get, oh my God, this horse is moving towards me. So you have to kind of watch where you're going. If you ride in a busy barn where there's always a lot of arena traffic and lessons going on, especially jump lessons, but even dressage lessons too, you want to stay out of the way and be polite, etc. And again, you're using using your eyes, using your peripheral vision as well as your regular vision to just make sure that you stay out of the way of the other people and use proper etiquette in the ring. It's kind of an obvious thing, looking where you're going. Other things I was thinking about this between similarities of driving an automobile and riding a horse, another thing is straightness. Straightness on a straight line, obviously. And when you're driving a car and you're staying between the lines, you are driving on a straight line. But then when you go into a turn, let's think about that. You know, it doesn't matter if your car is, you know, front wheel drive or rear wheel drive or all wheel drive. When you apply a force to the steering wheel, your wheels will turn and you will change your course. If you turn your wheel to the left, you go to the left. If you turn your wheel to the right, you go to the right. So when you're riding your horse and you're holding your reins, you're holding your steering wheel in a sense. If you want your horse to turn to the left, you'll direct your horse with your hands to the left. If you want your horse to go to the right, you'll direct your horse to the right. Very similar. If you want your horse to travel faster, you will give him a cue with your legs or maybe even just a flick with your tongue. Use either a voice command, leg command, and ask the horse to move on a little bit. That's like pressing the accelerator. As you close your leg, it's like flexing your ankle and pushing down on the accelerator in a car. And if you don't drive, let's say you're riding a bicycle. When you ask your bicycle to turn, you take the handlebars one direction, you pull back on the left handlebar to turn left, back on the right handlebar to turn right. 
You're using your hands to direct your bicycle. You're using your leg to create power for your bicycle. So your bicycle will not go on its own. Just, you know, on a flat surface to make your bicycle go, you pedal. You're adding leg. You're adding the, a force generated from your leg to the pedals of the bicycle, which in turn turn the wheels. When you're in a car, you press on the accelerator, which is applying a force to a mechanism that allows more fuel to go to the engine. When you're on a horse, you add leg to apply a force to cue the horse to move forward. It's that simple. Your leg is a force that applies a cue to ask the horse to move forward. Now, if you're driving in traffic and you have to stomp on the gas to either change lanes uh, because there's a slow vehicle in front of you or you're pulling into traffic or whatever the case may be, you're applying a little bit stronger force. And you might do that to encourage your horse to walk faster. Apply your leg a little bit stronger for a moment and say, hey, let's get going. You know, and I push on my accelerator in my car. I'm saying, hey, car, let's get going. And then once I've reached my cruising speed, my foot's a little relaxed and it's just resting there. You know, it, it's not really adding a ton of force. It's just resting. It's the force of, of gravity allowing my foot to rest against the gas pedal. If I want to coast a little, let's say I'm going down a hill, I might take my foot completely off the accelerator. All right, there's zero force on the accelerator. And my horse is coasting. My horse, oh, <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. My car is coasting. I'm not applying a force. It's already going at a certain speed. And I'm just letting the car roll down the road. So when you're on your horse, you would apply a leg force, like pressure, ask the horse to move forward. And let's say we're going from the walk to the trot and your horse is trotting along nicely and you're able to relax your leg a little bit and just let it sit there, just like your foot resting on the accelerator, right? Your horse is just carrying you. And that's like an ideal situation. But then again, just like with driving and, and even while I'm driving along here, Every now and then I have to make a little bit of an adjustment. Going up a hill, I need to add a little bit of pressure to keep going the speed I'm going. If I'm going down a hill, I'm going to relax the pressures, ease off the gas, slow down a little bit. So those are, you know, those are things very much uh, alike when comparing driving a car and riding a horse. So we've covered the hands, we've covered the leg. What else do we use? We use our seat, okay, or our weight. Now that's where there's a difference. Because we're in a car, the car doesn't have any sensory receptors in the seat cushion. But pay attention when you're driving, what, what do you do with your seat? When you're going into a turn, do you drop a hip a little bit? Like, oh, I hit that corner a little fast. You'll feel yourself tilt. You'll feel yourself lean. Well, you, even though those motions don't 
actually cause a reaction in your automobile. It's a reaction. That type of action slash reaction will happen when you're riding your horse. As you go into a turn, you know, your trainer tells you not to lean, but you will redistribute the weight on your seat bumps just naturally. If you if you get really tense, I'm going to try this while I'm driving here. If you get really tense, if you sit really straight in your car, if your body's really rigid, is that comfortable? No, it's not comfortable. You're going to get fatigued. You want to relax a little bit. But your seat cushions help you maintain a decent posture while you're driving. When you're on the horse, if you take yourself up, it's uncomfortable. And if your trainer is telling you to sit up straighter or flatten your back or keep your elbows in or whatever, if you grip and clench your muscles to make those corrections, you're going to get tired, muscles will fatigue, and you might even be a little sore. So when you're sitting in your car and you're making a turn, or you're sitting in traffic, maybe you're a little tense, you know, you feel your body tense up, you will unconsciously, at some point, relax everything and let your seat carry your weight. So when you're on your horse and you're doing the thing and you feel yourself tighten up and get tense and want to hold those muscles, let the horse carry you. All right? Don't be so obsessed with being perfect that you are tense and tight because then you lose feeling and you wear yourself out by tensing and tightening up those muscles. Relax your body. Okay. There's kind of like two sets of riders. There's the ones that are like really casual and relaxed on the horse and, and they may lean towards having less, uh, less correct posture as they're sitting on a horse. And those are the ones that maybe need to be reminded to sit up a little straighter and correct their alignment a little bit because just in life they go through just a little bit a little bit loose, you know, maybe not the best posture in the world. And then there's the people that have extremely correct posture, and that's natural for them. It's natural for them to sit up straight, you know, they, they're very body aware and balanced. Generally, these people are maybe a little more athletic just because they have that body awareness. I guess, I guess there's maybe three types of people. And then there's the people that try too hard all the time and they're tight and they're just wound a little tight and you know when the you know, they move with so much purpose and their body movements are a little staccato a little sharp a little jerky because that's just kind of how they move right those are the riders that are going to that need to relax the bones they need to relax their body and allow themselves to follow the motion of the horse. And I would guess, because I'm not really that person, I'm more of the slouchy type person, 
But I would imagine the person that's a little bit tight like that probably does that in the car, probably rips the steering wheel, probably gets a little bit irritated at traffic or at stupid drivers. So your personality often just goes along with how you ride. And I've noticed that with myself a little bit. I've noticed that when people have ridden with me for a long time, when you ride with them in a car, often their driving skills correlate with their riding skills. It's really very interesting when you think about it. Um, so we've talked about hands, we've talked about leg, we've talked about seat. Those are the, you know, the basic thing on a horse. Next time you're driving to the barn, kind of think about that. Sit here, sit in the seat of your car. Think about how am I riding my horse today? How am I driving my car? My hands balanced on the wheel. If I'm coasting along, am I tight my leg? My foot's on the pedal, my hands are on the wheel. I'm not clenching my hands, I'm just holding the wheel because if I clench the wheel, my wrists are gonna get tired, my hands are gonna get tired. Right? Relax your hands, hold the wheel softly, just like you would hold your reins. Sit up straight in your car, just your seat so your posture is good. Sit evenly on both seat bumps so you don't fatigue your back. When you're not actively having to use your, your accelerator or your brake, let your legs relax. There's uh, most cars nowadays, I believe, have a footrest on the left side. And um, automakers have put that in so that people can sit more evenly and keep their feet the same. Okay, right now I'm sitting in my car. I have a foot rest under my left foot, so my left is just resting there. I'm on a relatively flat stretch of highway, and uh, my foot's just resting on the pedal. You know, every now and then I have to adjust my speed because I don't have my cruise control on. So I'm just sort of coasting along here. And I'm pretty relaxed. I have recorded this whole this whole thing in a relaxed sort of way. Using driving skills and riding skills, there is a lot of correlation that can be made. And as doing your driving, think about it. You know? Imagine you're sitting on your horse, nice and straight in the saddle. You're holding your reins or the steering wheel in a similar fashion. Legs are relaxed, seat bones square, feet resting evenly on the footrest and the other pedal. You have a clutch, your left leg's a little more active, but even still, when you're not using the clutch, you're not pushing on it, right? Your, your foot's resting on it until that time you need it. Back to the bicycle, when you're sitting on a bicycle. There's a posture for a bicycle depending on where your handlebars are set. Try to sit evenly over your seat bumps. Hold your handlebars. Don't grip them so tight that you're going to make your wrists rigid and achy. Look ahead. Look through the windshield. Look, look, look at what's in front of you. All right, that's all I got for you today. I hope you found it somewhat helpful and it makes your drive time a little more exciting. All right, everybody, I'll talk to you soon. Have a great one.
happy trails. Hi there, it's Denise again. I hope you're enjoying my podcast and finding my segment somewhat useful to your daily life around the barn. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics for my show, please reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. I can be found at Barn Isle Podcast. Thanks so much for your support. Have a great one.